Hello, my name is Sarah Tovelbach, and this is the It's Time to Remember podcast. This is the first podcast after my maternity leave with my youngest daughter, Swala. And um, I've been waiting for when the energy, the wind of the energy of this podcast would start again. And now, completely out of the blues, completely spontaneous, today is the day where my whole energy is completely dived into speaking uh, about a subject today that's really near and dear to my heart and very activated both in my energy, my family, but also in the collective field of energies. Today in this podcast, we're going to talk about health, but not only health in its normal way. We're going to talk about it from a very shamanic, core shamanic, vulva perspective. And we're going to talk about it within the leadership subject, the personal leadership and the collective energy of this earth. So you listening to this already now, there's a big reason for that. There's absolutely no way that you can have found yourself into this podcast and felt your energy making a little beep on you listening to this. If this is not a subject that somehow resonates with you, with your body, with your heart and with your soul and with your core values now. So just give yourself a moment to think about whether this subject has actually already been beeping a little in your system, in your thoughts, giving you little instructions of actually stepping up in leadership for what you eat, what you drink, what you consume, what you allow, and what you nourish your sacred vessel of a body with during this time. Maybe even being the example of your children, the people coming after you. And if not that, then at least the choice maker making the ripple effect of what the industries are choosing to produce because they are people buying it. Boom. So that was the, the teasing um, front line of what we're going to speak about today and talk a little about. And in all honesty, I know of a very humble knowledge that not everyone founding yourself into this podcast knows who I am, what I do, and any background of me. So to create some safety and create some beautiful relation from the very beginning, I will now just mention some words about myself. And for you that has been listening to the whole podcast before my maternity leave, or maybe you have participated in some of my circles or educations or courses, or just followed along on social media, Maybe this is something that you have heard before, but um, please allow me to make a little introduction about myself so that you know who I am and why I feel like speaking into the subject. So my name is Sarah Tovelbach. I am half Danish and half Norwegian on my father's side. And I was a little girl that grew up in Jutland the very humble part of the, the Danish land, in a culture where, of course, we could be anything that we wished because that is our generation. But you couldn't quite be that um, if you felt like you were better than anyone else. So the law of Jente, so to say, in Danish culture, is all about making sure that you play yourself humble, in the way where you cannot really shine, step out of the box or, or get too tall in the crowd 
because you want to seek to be exactly as others. And everyone is safe and all is good. The problem with that was that when I was a child, I, I quite quickly picked up on that there was something completely different with me. I wasn't really understanding the cultural behavior of the other children and their parents and like the world I grew up in. I questioned everything and I, I couldn't really understand why would you say that? Why would you do that? What's that energy coming out of you? Is there something wrong with me? What is this show of a human world? And um, and I grew up uh, with a family with me and my mom only. And my mom worked quite a lot. And when she didn't work, she was completely exhausted and uh, didn't really take care of her energy or her body or her health or teeth or anything because she was so completely deprived in energy from the exhaustion of just giving, giving, giving in this social work of taking care of them, of people with, with disabilities, grown-up people with disabilities. So big men and maybe even big women that needed to be lifted up and washed and their home needed to be cleaned and all of that within a different and, and specific time during the day. So quick, quick needed to do that every day, each day. This was very, very hard for my mom. So the gift of that in my life was that I had a lot of time alone when I was a child. A lot, a lot, a lot of time being alone. So I developed my abilities, the abilities that we are all placed here with as souls, as humans. The abilities to see and feel and sense and know and communicate with the layers in between. So I developed this strong self of communication with what was there, but not quite visible for the eyes, both with nature, also with spirits, with my own inner knowing, my compass. Somehow I always was guided from within very strongly, even as strongly as the physical room when I was standing in front of a teacher or a parent or someone else that was giving me an instruction or guiding me or saying something to me. My installment within has always been equally strong, if not stronger. That mix of a world was quite confusing for me. Because growing up with that, it's kind of like there's two voices in the rooms. There's two truths in the rooms. And they are kind of equally strong. Do you follow me in how confusing, like little child, logical mind, confusing it is to stand there with instructions of deep contrasts and you have no idea what is right? You have no idea what to follow. You have no idea why there's two voices speaking, so to say. And, and when I say voices, it's just a symbol because it's more like a knowing, a wind, a whisper, something that just goes against the other knowing in the room. Kind of like being in a room and you see the room is purple, but someone in the room that's older than you have some kind of authority of you somehow saying that the room is green. Yeah. It's super confusing. It's like something is wrong. And to a big despair and, and actually many years of struggling and suffering and, and deep um, work psychological work you could say and, and spiritual mentoring work on me um, I was the one making myself wrong in that room so when the two voices was like 
the room is purple. No, no, the room is green. And I was like, super confusing. Something is wrong. Somehow, I made the conclusion from a very, very young state that I had to be the one that was wrong because it was kind of, of like no one else in this room has this mixed signal of what color it is. Only me. I must be the part that's wrong. And when I say this to you right now, this might resonate deeply with your own story, with your own growing up, or maybe not. And however this, this is brought into your field now, however this lands for you, I invite you to hold a loving space for me as a deep sharer to you and for yourself as the one awakening whatever memories coming up for you now. Everything is completely as it's meant to be. All is loving energy as uh, we're talking into the subject now. And therefore, um, allow whatever comes up with the generosity of no judgment and make that choice for yourself. So long story short, how does this combine with health and the introduction of me? So I stumble upon life and made myself very, very skilled within understanding human abilities, human cultural behavior, social skills, like how do we interact with each other? What is approved? When do you laugh? When do you not laugh? That social ability of understanding the layer, fine tuning, seeing what is coming next, feeling the vibe. So you always sense what is the safety of this room. I did so as a survival skill for being here because it felt so dangerous. It felt so unsafe and uncomfortable to be me in the world with that mixed voice constantly being there. So with this, I stumble myself into the financial industry, learning about money as I saw that money was kind of the tool to create something here. And it looked like the more you created, the more beautiful a home, the more beautiful clothes, the more pampered an energy you had about yourself, the more healthy it seemed, the more happy it seemed, the more abundant in your creation skills. Like if you wanted to travel, you could travel. If you wanted to, you know... Um, have a car so you don't have to bicycle in the rain and in the snowstorms, you could, you know? It looked like life was so much more fun, so much more beautiful, so much more heartwarming, so much more, um, you know, adventurous. So therefore, I placed myself within financial industry and I was a banker teaching people and helping people to realize their dreams within, you know, buying their dream home and daring to renovate that home and, and all of these things you would go to the bank to make your dreams come true. In that matter, I was there for about five years and then life navigated me. My soul knew in energy that I had kind of you know, made my earthly round there. Time was up in that place, in that life I have now. The time, the space that I were to learn something right there was up. And I was called somewhere else. And see, what happens there is the ego kind of takes on in this comfortable matter you are educated here. The reasonable thing is to stay right here. Your plan is to build a stronger career here. Please stay here. Stay here. Evolve here. 
You have a good salary here. Stay here. And um, there was absolutely no, no door open inside of my mind with a willingness to hear that the energy has left the building of me being there. Therefore, the field started to get noisy, both the physical field and my inner field. So how that looked like for me when the energy left was that I took a new job within the financial industry and I came into an, a department that was super difficult with lots of drama, lots of sarcasm, lots of, of sharp elbows, making space, lots of busyness, lots of stress. There was literally no time or no real relation, no warmth, no, mm, how to say it, none of what you would think was nourishing, for me at least. So that made the outer field of my workplace, where I use so many hours, a noisy, shaky, ah. Uh, non-good field for me to be in. In the same time, my inner world started to make noise as well. Especially my nervous system started to feel like techno party. It started to react to everything. It was like even though my human self had developed all of these very good social skills to be able to adapt there in that department, to be able to follow along, kind of, in some of the humor, the sarcasm that was a way of the culture there. Um, and therefore, kind of be there without, you know, being a complete outsider or without, you know, being super sad or something like that. But my, my wise body, my cells, my nervous system, my heart, my spirit, my soul was like, you are literally in the complete wrong environment for you. Sarah, please open your eyes, open your heart, open the door for something else. Because this is not serving you anymore. Do you feel it? Me being very young at the time, not, not so embodied in life, even though I might have felt it there in my early 20s. I was very used to being under pressure. I was very used to be a very effective um, go-getter, action type. I had developed that skill quite a lot in my early years. So I was like, okay, I acknowledge that I am no longer able to fall asleep in the night. I acknowledge that my heart is racing in my breast, chest, always, no matter what I do, late at night, watching television, early in the morning, racing on my bicycle to get to work at time. When I wake up in the night after hours trying to fall asleep, when I finally fall asleep, it's like I still wake up in the middle of the night with that racing heart, not able to calm my body down what is going on. I realized that my memory was starting to pull some tricks on me. Suddenly, I couldn't quite remember where my keys were, where my phone was. I could also struggle somehow to find the words. And even if I found the words, sometimes I would struggle to pronounce the words all of a sudden. And when I looked at my face, I looked completely smashed, like gray and deprived um, of some vital life force energy. And I had no idea what was going on. Before I know it, before I knew it, three months into this, my body said, enough Sarah. I have given you so many chances to navigate. I have given you so many signs. I have literally just turned the volume up, 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 up for you to listen to me and realize 
you are right now a plant being placed somewhere where you are literally dying in energy, which makes your physical body not able to thrive, you need to relocate. And this felt like a smash in the head. And with little and big factors, little and big things like people coming in, someone said that, I realized that, da-da-da-da, boom, out of the blue, I was no longer able to get out of bed and go to work. So with a big shame, like shameful feeling, this young girl, shooting star in the financial industry, very skilled, adaptable, very easy to learn, always able to sell when selling was needed, advice when advising was needed, like that social, effective, re- always good result kind of a girl, boom, crashed. And this was at a time where stress was not at all approved as being anything else than a, than a weak flaw in your mental state. So at that point, it was not in Denmark at least, modernly known and acknowledged that there is environmental effects of you thriving or not and especially the work environment has such a big and deep important matter in whether you are thriving or going down with stress then we have the personal leadership the habits what you allow what you do not allow what you speak of boundaries and and what you ask upon help and all of this that we know has such a huge and massive effect as well. It's the leadership of self. And me being very young, early 20s, I had not gained the knowledge of this yet. I had only taught myself throughout life to take an instruction, do what was expected of me, act within strong energy, good skill set of, you know, um, presenting, advising, all of this. I have just been a very, very good, 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 good shooting star energy uh, type of young person. And I've never learned this thing of saying, this doesn't quite feel good for me. I need help here. Whoops, that was not the job I was promised. How do we navigate in this? Not at least in the energy of meaning it. So even though I said something, I didn't say it with the knowledge of this ship is going down. If we do not navigate, navigation is needed now. Complete different energy. Long story short, I was sick with stress for at least seven months. If I remember correctly, this is quite some years ago now. So those little details can fly from me, but, but I, I, I'm quite sure it was about seven months or so. And in that time, I actually lost half my hair. So I had to cut my long hair short to the, to the jaw. So a patient, we call it in Danish, so this short hair. I also lost my ability to read. I actually uh, only have the seventh degree class, the seventh class reading ability. So very simple, very easy to read. And I also lost my ability to uh, spell um, and and grammar. Um, And that is the part that I haven't quite learned again. Sitting here maybe... 15, 12 years later, perhaps, that skill set my brain has not picked up with yet. So if you see my social media or you get my newsletter, you will actually see quite a lot of, of spelling or 
pronouncing mistake. And therefore, I, I make a good habit of, of uh, trying to explain myself in pictures as well, hoping that we live in a world where we are okay with people communicating and daring to speak the voice of words, even when we not when we do not do it completely correct in the manual way. And I have had personal assistance as well throughout the times that has helped me and, and correct spelling mistakes, but not in the moment. So this was a massive crash for me. The beautiful thing with that was that it led me into another chapter in my life that I hadn't really taken if I hadn't gotten it that hard way. The chapter went into me opening my first business that was called the No Stress Academy because my skill set of learning, I used within learning everything that was to learn about stress, the four chapters of it, how we can, you know, meet it before it comes, how we can navigate ourselves out of it. I took educations within health, within mindfulness, within meditations, within stress, coaching, like I, I went through it all and opened my company and I traveled through the country and was speaking to, you know, you could book me as a speaker, was speaking to the financial industry whenever they had their monthly meetings or just in those big halls where the corporations wanted inspiration so they were booking a night to get a speaker in. That was the kind of things I was speaking to. I was also having one-to-one -one clients within this, helping people get through, especially when they were sick with stress. And I was doing an education with it, online mentorship, online pro products, ebooks, all that matter. That was very beautiful. It was a good bridge for me. And then I met my dad, my Norwegian dad. Beautiful meeting. Not to go too deep in that because this is going to be a subject about health. What I want to say with it was that after 10 months, he lost his life to a tumor in the brain. Like a bomb completely eliminating him. As he had always said that if he wanted to you know, leave this planet in his own way, he would have it like a bomb in his head. Boom. So it was like out. And he kind of got that with that tumor, you can say. 14 days from he got it to he was gone. That sorrow, that grief inside of me navigated me the second time. I traveled out of sorrow. I put pause on everything, also my company. And I ended up in Bali. Bali, Mama Bali being the place for me to learn something completely new in my life. To learn about the heart's frequency, the warmth in the eyes of humankind when we are in prayers and in connection with the earth, in connection with the fire, the bonfire, singing, sitting in circles, doing yoga, movement, ecstatic dance, eating completely raw, maybe, or just completely healthy food, fasting, giving your body herbs, all of this, this layer of health. Not just health within modern world as I taught it and, and learned it after my stress crash, but health within spirit and soul and heart and the cellular level of frequency and vibration in my body. And this was such a game changer for me. And, and I had never in my life found myself in any community or in any city or in any daily being being me, where I was thriving so much 
in the purest happiness as I did there in that community. So I lived there on and off for four years or so, traveled back and forth from, from Denmark to Bali. I also birthed my first daughter there, Bella. She's four years old now. And when she was born, we moved back to Denmark, not by choice completely, more by a um, little accident, you could say, because uh, my man invested in a house where everything went wrong. And we ended up needing to move in throughout those two years where the development of this house needed the full leadership and presence. And when we were ready to go to Bali and plan to go to Bali, lockdown happened. The whole world got into another state. And Bali hasn't yet opened up if you're not fully vaccinated. So my home, my home, my home and heart, Bali, is still yet to come back into my life. But the learnings of Bali, the remembrance, the teachings of health, how deep it goes, how deeply connected to the heart and cellular system and soul is forever in me. Yeah. And it brought me into the teachings in Denmark that I have completely committed my energy, my time, my capacity to. And me being a former stress crest person, me also being very strong in my senses throughout my abilities, my nervous system is very active up until this point of time. So for those of you who know me, you know that I only commit my time, my presence, my energy to where it really matters for me and to where I feel called to, instructed to, and feel the synergy. So next to motherhood, now I have two girls. Next to motherhood, what I have been giving back of me from what life have been giving me, especially in Bali, but also gave, gave me of skill sets of living in this modern world and going into finances and all of this that I have just mentioned shortly for you now. I have been on the humbling path of opening the hearts here in the modern culture of Denmark, the closed-hearted culture of until this point of time, throughout the sacred arts of cacao ceremonies. Doing so way before cacao became popular here in the North, way before it was common knowledge what a cacao ceremony is for most uh, in the conscious communities. So really pulling that circle field of sitting in a circle of sisters and brothers, opening the heart, singing, moving, feeling, connected to the sacred ceremonial cacao that is said to be brought to the people when the people are ready to open the hearts and awaken. The groundwork of really teaching that, inviting into that, making lots of articles uh, here in Denmark about what is that, and so to say. And me sitting here now, after two maternity leaves, mother of two, seeing now that now we actually have cacao circles in every corner of this country, almost. It's, it, there's so many facilitators now. It is in, it is popular, it is cute, and therefore job is quite done with that. I've also really put my energy within the vulva education. So those of you who knows me, you know, if you follow me on social media, that I am a speaker and a, how do you say it, motivator on the fact that you are here as a very, very, very wise soul. You're here as a wise soul with an inner compass, with seeing abilities, knowing abilities, hearing abilities, sensing abilities, in all the layers in between. 
And in Bali, I took the core shamanic trainings from the Michael Harner Institute with a man called Kevin Turner. That's this beautiful, beautiful shaman that's actually connected to the CIA because CIA has many of the big, big, big corporations and so in the world actually has invited in spirituality and shamanic tools to up-level their works as they see it works. Because this whole reality is so much more than just the physical eyes. We know this. Corporates knows this. CIAs knows this. Like, we all know this, actually, if opening the eyes. So what I'm teaching in the Vilva Education and have done for some years now, we are opening the third round tomorrow actually here in Denmark, is all about stepping into the Nordic ancestral line of the core shamanic teachings. Vulva, our frequency of the highest goodness, the highest love, the highest harmony of all. So this is all about connecting with nature, so all these things that I could do when I was a little child because I was completely alone so many hours of each day, connect with nature, connect with the essence in the room, connect with the vibe, read everything in between, seeing through the layers, understanding the different voices and how come they put different colors on the walls, and what is actually to be listened to. What I learned in the shamanic practice in Bali was especially the layer of the deceiving energies and the pure energies. How we always move through the door of permission, what to interact with and what not to interact with, how to cleanse the field, cleanse the energies, how to cut cords with what has attached, and how to up-level the spiritual hygiene and govern the field like a bubble in energy so we no longer take upon all other people's trash and polluted energies by their thoughts and by whatever is attached and all of that into our sacred energy vessel that our body is a part of too. So how this is all combined with the subject of health we're going to speak about now is actually because tomorrow when we start the next Vilva Education, which is a six-month dedication, we do something completely new this time, and that is we are dedicating ourselves to a six-month clean eating clean water, clean, pure thoughts, words, and prayers in the full knowing that what we consume, whether it's food, water, thoughts, will create the environment of the next now. The result, so to say, in energy, in frequency, in body, in vitality, in manifested reality. So this is a leadership that we are many people that feels completely called to in the collective now because the last years of lockdown, of government agreements, of polluted political power play, of corporates within the medical big pharma worlds, all of this, we are many people that has opened our eyes to the fact that no matter what we believe in, we actually live right now in a polluted, toxic world. And we have one job now, and that is to choose and claim the sovereign right to be the choice maker and to be the guardian of our health and to choose 
and take that leadership of what is absolutely the best of environment, nourishment for the health of our body, spirit and mind here. I actually see it as the most powerful rebellious act, the most powerful spiritual act, so to say, in this world as it is right now, to understand and uplift this level of leadership. So I myself have had many different realms of health upgrades, especially in Bali, where I've been fasting completely on water for, oh, I don't remember if it was, if it was seven or 10 days, but one of the twos, and juicing for several days, and you're just eating completely clean and seeing and feeling how that felt in my body. So just like you, I myself has also found that when I am back here in modern world, in modern society, where the coconuts are not quite growing right there in the trees next to me, and, and there's not these local farmers with fruits right around the corner, it requires a little more of me. When life hits me here, when things become tough, when I go into process or just deep into motherhood of serving the little ones, I also, as you might also have known and seen and experienced up until this point of time, I also see myself going into the modern cultural easiness of how we live here. So even though I eat like 98% organic, it's still polluted, yeah? Because it's pre-made, many of it. The oat milk, it's pre-made. It's not pure, even though it's organic. The wine, you know, when I take a glass of wine, which I have completely enjoyed very consciously, <laughs> even though I have, have had so many years of not drinking wine, especially as a shamanic practice, in this lockdown and as a mother, the wine and the sugar and all of that, the wheat, the bread, the pasta, oh, that deliciousness of numbing out whatever stress and whatever exhaustion and whatever hardship I experienced. I've also dived deeply into that, combined with healthy foods. So I myself is so called to up-level a six-month dedication in energy of completely toxic-free food and water, cleansing of the water. And maybe you have too. So what I want to speak a little into is just the fact that we get to decide whether we want to consume something that's toxic or not. We have a sky that's literally being sprayed with toxins. That's the white stripes we can see in the sky whenever a flight, cha, have been flying. When I didn't know this when I was younger, I was just like, wow, what is all these stripes on the sky? What is that? And now I know more, I know better. I know that it's chemical, I know that it's very toxic, I know it's not good, I know it comes down into the ground and into the water, and I know the importance of not just buying into whatever is being marketed as good for us, but really actually looking into whether it's pure, pure in the full knowing that what is not completely pure, out of the earth, natural, my body actually do not know what to do with that. It doesn't have the code of natural in it. So it doesn't interact with my cells. And it creates a polluted, toxic environment, which we have so many sicknesses in this world just amplifying the results of 
little and big, whether it's like the indirect sickness of complete fatigue, nervous system, auto system, all of this, or whether it is like the big ones, the ones that we take the tickets out of this world with. So not to bring this as a full downer <laughs> in this podcast, it's merely an importancy of knowing this. And in the collective energy right now, we are so many people that feels the calling to uplift this leadership of going into pure, natural, healthy consuming of food, of water, thoughts, prayers, words, choices. And this is just side by side with products. Of course, I almost forgot to mention it as it has been so many years since I have been using any products any creams, any perfumes, any makeup that wasn't pure. See, if you are listening to this right now and you are like, shit, mm, I do not do any of that. I have no idea whether I'm cleaning my house in toxic or pure or, or whether my perfume or my creams, moisturizers, my shampoo, my makeup, my food, my wine, my coffee, my milk. Oh my God, is it completely polluted, all of it? No worries, dear. No worries. No shame. No making yourself wrong. No judgment. No making me too extreme either. Just please allow yourself for that deep breath of... Opening the door. The choice of opening the door to just be willing to tap in to the core value of you. And what is that? Because your choice in the direction of health comes with a wind in energy whispering to you, pulling you in the direction Lots of little and big instructions where there's an inner knowing in you that has been talking for a while saying it's time to upgrade your health. It's time to, to really matter what you eat. Do you know if the water you're drinking are clean? Have you thought about that perfume, that shampoo, all of that? This layer has been whispering in you for some time if this is a match and, and this is calling for you. And this here, what you are hearing me saying now, is just one more of these signs, these instructions. Being like, oh my God, here it is again. It's time. See, on this planet, as humans, souls incarnated, we have free will, the power of free will. So this means that you are the guardian of your choices. Absolutely nothing happens without you saying your yes to it, you dedicating yourself to it, and you bringing this mix of the feminine, where you feel it, you sense it, you connect in the energy with that mission, Pampering yourself with love within it, understanding within it, you know, acknowledgement within it. And the masculine that requires your actual steps in action. What you are going to change. The combination of these two is, is what will move the waters in you, around you, and therefore generously with us all we being completely connected. What is so interesting is that every time I have made a, a round of like health um, focus here in Denmark, there has been people in my field, whether it's family or my man or in-laws or community people, you know, like there's been people in my field mirroring and whispering in, speaking in sentences as, why so extreme, Sarah? Why so extreme? And I want to talk a little about that because 
honestly, let's just feel that for a moment. Let's just make that drop totally into our bones. What is it actually that are being said by that sentence? With no judgment, with no resistance, just a completely, completely open meeting with that sentence. By the powerful choice of super healthy, pure, clean food, that being judged as extreme, what does that actually say? About the, the minds, the programs, the codes, the polluted world we're living in. How can it be more extreme to eat an organic cucumber? Than to eat, you know, complete uh, polluted, toxic, um, sugarful ketchup just to say something or to drink fresh cleansed water how can it be more extreme to drink a coke like it didn't have any price for you just make that hang in the air between us right now. How crazy is that up until this point of time? So this is the field that we in energetic is up against. In the full knowing that strongest energy always wins. So there's literally a layer, a deceiving layer as a bubble around modern society, the food industry, the water industry, which is an industry because even though we here in Denmark has tap water that we can drink, we are buying it, yes? We're giving money to someone that's giving us that water as a product. We are buying it. It's an industry. Isn't that wild? So again, this is not to make a very downer, <laughs> low-frequency subject. This is to up-level your motivation. This is to inspire and just have a very raw, transparent, honest talk about, is it actually legal? Like, all right, acknowledged to choose and claim the sovereign right to choose and be the guardian of your health and your body and your spirit and your mind and to take upon the leadership of what you put inside of you. You being the ancestor of the future, you being the example of your children or your children-to-be, you being the grandmother or the grandfather, to your grandkids. Only you can feel, only you know whether the wind of a calling stands strongly for you now. If it do, then you feel deep resonance with this. Then you have an open heart right now. Then you have a fire somehow in you right now either in motivating state or in what is that? How can it be that way state? If so, I ask you to harmonize it into motivation when you have burned out the wah, despair and frustration and make it as fuel into the direction of your leadership. Because the powerful thing, dear, the beautiful thing, the most important thing to take from this podcast today is that there's knowledge about health everywhere. 
everywhere. And it's, it doesn't have to be confusing that it is everywhere and that there's different angles to go to. If you just choose health to be purity. Health is not losing weight. Of course you lose weight when you go into natural pure health because your body goes into harmony. And when it's not in harmony, it's holding on, it's polluted the environment, it's not in balance. So of course that is able to be seen in your body. You're carrying too much weight one way or another. It might be fat, it might be toxins, whatever it is. So of course it will be very likely that you lose weight, but it's not health losing weight that you seek to find the right angle for you in what to eat, how to clean your water and all of this. It is the purest food, how to eat the purest natural food, how to drink the purest natural water. What is the step to that? You being willing to seek that knowledge in your life will give you that knowledge. You taking that leadership of looking into that. What does the microwave do to the food? Yeah. What does plastic do to the food? Like all of that. You just making the choice to look into that creates a path for you to be able to walk in your own speed, in your own time, dedicated. Should you choose to align yourself with the core value of health? So this is not me telling you what to do. This is me opening a door. I myself am dedicating six months from tomorrow to do this, as I know that six months is completely enough time to fully change frequency, cellular, body, energetic, and therefore results. I do this for myself as a modern woman in a polluted world where my energy, my nervous system, my vitality every day gives me a head up whether I do this or not. I pay the price through fatigue, through heaviness, or through vitality, energy, happiness, thriving. I also do it as a mother, as an example for my two girls, four years old, one year old. They are going to grow up and witness how I step in this world how I speak in this world, how I eat, consume, nourish, breathe, vibrate in this world. They're going to witness me. What I do not take care of now, what I do not take leadership over, what I do not navigate in, me as not being any perfect human as none of us is, up until this point of time, I take the full leadership of this also for them. I do it for the now and for the next now. I do it for the creation of the conscious effect in the full knowing that we are completely interconnected as people, as souls, as consciousness. What one does affects more. And when more does, it affects several. We know this deeply. So many trials has been made on this. Also in science. This is a very, very, very conscious thing. So I am doing this from tomorrow. I invite you to do whatever you feel you need to do to step into leadership of the harmony, the greater goodness, the highest vibration of love for you being here, for you thriving here, for you living your best life here, which your health, your pure nourishment, and therefore your pure biological effect of the ecosystem 
the biosystem here is a very big part as well. Because everything that is leaving your body has an imprint of what you brought into that body. What will come out will go into the ground, into the air, into the waters. So what are you bringing in? The choice is yours. This was the subject for today. I hope it inspired you. I hope it motivates you. I hope it opens the door for whatever step you, your soul, and your capacity are ready for and willing to take. May you take the full responsibility of everything that this awakened in you. May you set me completely free from any expectations and any judgment, and may you do the same towards yourself, your community, or anyone mirroring contrasts to you within this subject. May you walk the path of this earth with your heart open, with your wise, wise inner knowing, into your voice, speaking what you see, speaking what you know, and speaking it full love. May you vibrate in the highest frequency and may you live your absolute best and most beautiful life. And so it is. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time. Aho.